This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. We're back! After a brief hiatus, <laughs> this is this is Dan Ellis. This is episode 299. Today is Thursday, July 30th. And I'm I'm speaking with my friend Ryan. How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing. No. If anybody could be doing, I am. Well I've I've no clue what that means. And if you're gonna be doing, then you're you're on the right road to be doing doing. But I better be. You're doing something. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> fuck your stairs up. So not, not quite yet. So it's been a couple of weeks. Would have, would have, you sure wouldn't talk about the stairs first. I was going to say, what have you been doing? But we, we can, I can go first. Uh, I, sh- I, sh- I shake it up. <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- I shake it up. That sounded like you were starting to, you were going to launch into, into a song for me. Um, I mean, I, I don't think well, <laughs> the, the stairs thing. Did not go according to plan. Uh, there were there were several wrenches thrown into the works. Um, the first of which was that there's a national shortage on uh, treated lumber. Like, oh, like you have to, you know, if you're if you're going to be building something that comes in contact with the ground, it ha- it should be, it has to be treated. Yeah, it should be chemically treated wood so that it doesn't rot. Rot. And, you know, isn't susceptible to termites and other bugs and yeah, all that kind of shit. So, so that was my first stumbling block was just that there's a national shortage on it because of COVID. Uh, apparently, whoever manufactures pressure treated lumber or, you know, who does yeah. the chemical treating for it, they have, yeah, they were closed. And so, like, nobody has or almost nobody has pressure treated wood. Or, or chemically treated wood for ground contact. So that was a big pain in the butt. I, w- I went to every Home Depot and Lowe's in like a 30, 40 mile radius of my mm. house trying to find stuff. I found a few pieces at uh, a Home Depot and then what they had there was pretty much garbage. You know, it's like super warped and twisted and... Dead that nobody was buying anyways yeah or the, like the edges were all fucked up or it's got like a yeah. you know a part of a live edge on a on a two by 12 board that like i did end up getting one or two of those figuring that when i cut the risers that i can just you know i'll use the live edge side to cut the risers so that oh, yeah. yeah you know it'll just trim off that live edge and be fine but even then they're still a little warped and twisted so that's been yeah. that's been of a pain in the butt, and then, well, and and I say that it started with that, but it didn't really start with that. It really started with you know I demoed the old stairs, yep, tore them apart. Stucco. That was fun. It's always you know doing demo work is always fun because you can just break and smash shit. It, it, well, 
to an extent, because if you would have broke your house, that wouldn't have been good. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you have to be a little careful, but, like, I can just, I'm, I'm not following cut lines or anything when I just whip yeah. out my ripsaw and start cutting through stuff, right? Just get it off. Yeah, so that was fun. And then the the old stairs, they, the landing pad for them, I'm sure you remember, was just, like, brick. Well, yeah, it was brick pavers that... When I went over there to drop that, that art piece off when you were stuck in your office and I had a flat tire in your driveway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went out back and looked at it with Tracy and she was showing me the old ones. And I'm like, that's what was there before. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I'm like, that's completely rotted out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the like, wood the wood was totally rotted away. Like the, the base that they had was just pavers that they had put yeah. some mortar in between instead of just sand, but then they didn't lay a, a proper base for it at all. Yeah. You know, there was no, there was no gravel underlayment, the very little sand at all. And then the stairs weren't really attached to it at all. They were just resting on top of it. And then the weight of the stairs and having no real good underlayment for it meant that the bricks just all sank into the yard you know the landing was like three or four inches below the rest of the yard around it so the wood was always wet and it ended up just rotting like it was just it was fucking terrible construction and and was that was that part of the original construction of the house or was that added by the occupant it was here for a long time so you know that the the exterior of my house um is mainly stucco now. Yeah. It it was all brick before and now it's mainly stucco because they had somebody come and do a retrofit stucco exterior and the, the stairs were there before the stucco and I don't know when the stucco was done, but so the stairs had been there a while, but it was just, it was still terrible carpentry either way. Um, so I, I tore all that, you know, I demoed the stairs, tore out the brick landing area, and was digging out the ground so that I could put down gravel as an underlayment and then do a new concrete pad. And of course I was going to make the pad larger than the old one because the old one was kind of small and whatever wasn't really up to code. So I'm digging and I hit sprinkler lines and see that the, all of the sprinkler lines in my backyard for whatever reason ran underneath that landing pad where the stairs were. And it so, was old, like, PVC sprinkler pipe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's old PVC stuff. And so I start, you know, excavating that a little bit so that I can move, eventually move the sprinkler lines. And then as I'm excavating that and making the hole a little bit larger, tracing the lines back, well, then I run into other sprinkler lines that are still under where the pad would go or right next to it that I've got to move. Others that were clearly broken and have just been buried and and there for a long time because they were just completely plugged with dirt. But I didn't know that initially, so I still had to dig those out and trace them back to where they originated. Like, it just turned into a big fucking nightmare. Anyway, I finally got all the sprinkler shit done, but that took me almost the entire week. That was supposed to be for the deck. Yeah. Stairs. Yeah, and the table saw that I had ordered and was supposed to have been delivered like the week before I even started anything wasn't delivered until yesterday or the day before the day before. So I wasn't able to rip a lot of the boards that I had laying around. Like it's just been one thing after another, man. And I still, I found some supports for the posts for the uh, railing that I want to do, but 
they're in, they are in short supply. The, the metal, uh, post ties that I'll need to install in the, in the framing and, and on the risers to secure the posts to the risers yeah. for the railing. I was, I've only been able to find four of those so far. I'm hoping that I can get by with them and some other creative tricks that I've picked up or, or thought about. So it's just a real pain in the ass. Sounds like you're having fun. Oh man. Well, and then where the old risers were, you know, they were buried into the, they were buried yeah. in the stucco. So I had to pull them out and then I've had these two holes. So then I got out my grinder and just cut out that, the the whole big section of stucco there. And now I've been sealing the, the OSB that, yeah, there's OSB behind that, that I've been sealing. And now I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to put there to attach all of the stringers to. I'll probably end up using just like a, another section of two by 12 as a headrail for it and attach things to that. And then have to use some composite decking to cover all of that and make it, you know, try to make it look presentable, but it's just, it's just one thing after another, man. (laughs) It seems like that's that's why that one guy quoted you an astronomical. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 5,000 plus dollars. (laughs) And now I'm thinking, now I'm thinking shit for all the amount of, for all the time that I've put into this and, Supplies and everything, maybe it would have been better, but I'm having a decent-ish time doing it. It's it's kind of fun figuring shit out and, you know, being covered in sawdust and having something to do to I mean, occupy my time as if I'm I had a, a bunch of free right time. <laughs> oh, yeah? Been working out in, yeah. the, in the shop? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I decided I wanted to make a smaller humidor. Oh, yeah? That's kind of like the size of like an ammo can almost. Uh-huh. And I'm putting a P-51 Mustang on top of it. Ooh. So before I came down here, I was upstairs wood burning that in. Uh, but I just started building that one today. So I got all the sides and the inlays and the top all done this morning. So P-51 Mustang, that's a plane, right? Yes. So what, what, what prompted you to put a plane on it? Uh, I like thought it would be an interesting thing yeah. to have on top of it. I like airplanes. Yeah. Mm. I've always liked airplanes. Uh, and I thought that would be something, like a 51 Mustang on top of it, might be something that would be appealing to a broader spectrum of people. Yeah. Well, and I, I felt really bad that I didn't get to visit you at all while you were here because I, the day yeah, that you, you came made me change my tire and everything <laughs> with no help i mean tracy was sitting there in, in the in the shade well the so the day that you came is the day that like i have almost wall-to-wall meetings uh, yeah. one of which is usually scheduled for three hours and so yeah I, I wasn't able to get away from that and i i kept hoping that it would wrap up early or whatever or that you would stay longer and apparently i only missed you by like 20 minutes or so like oh, okay. my meeting wrapped up and I checked my phone and saw that I had a couple messages from Tracy saying that you had a flat tire and all of that. <laughs> yeah. And also she wanted me to let you know that she had a great time visiting with you and she is sorry if she appeared needy and clingy, but you were the first person <laughs> in a while <laughs> to come to the house besides myself that she could just have a conversation with. And as much as Tracy hates people, 
she also hates being isolated from people. So, but as I said, I'm like, I'm like, this is the most Tracy's ever talked to me. <laughs> yeah, she 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 said something like, he probably thinks I'm crazy or something because I just <laughs> was talking, 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 talking. Like I've never said that much before. Like we visited for a really long time. I just had a nice visit with Ryan while he was here. Yeah, I hung up like an hour with her. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's kind of funny. But yeah, she she really appreciated visiting with you. So, so thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I had fun. And minus tire. Yeah, and you got a flat tire. So, yeah, wh- tell me more about nice. that. What what happened? I, like, I haven't really even talked to you since all of I, that happened. I don't know. So I went I went down there to Salt Lake to get some wood. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because they're the only, the only the closest place for a hardwood dealer is right there. So I went down there, got some, picked up a bunch of wood, spent way too much money on it. Uh, and then I was coming over to your place to drop off that, uh, wood burning that Sarah did for you guys, which is fucking amazing. And, I, I yeah, love that. It's, that it's awesome. Yeah. I was, uh, turning off a of state street when my light came on, my little indicator thing came on saying low tire pressure. And I, so I click on it and I check, I'm like 16 PSI. I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, the truck's not riding odd or anything. Mm-hmm. So I get to your house. I'm like, I better pull in the driveway in case I do have a flat. So it'd be easier to change in the driveway. Mm-hmm. I pull in the driveway and I get out and I just hear. Oh no. The air just leaking out. I'm like, oh, yep, it's going flat. There's something in it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I checked the, I checked a couple of the cameras on the front of the house and I saw you yeah. get out of the truck and, and kind of stop and you're listening. Yeah. I could tell you were listening for a second. Then you walked around the back and we're looking at the tire yeah. and you're looking at the tread and I was like, ah, oh, well, must've like must been leaking so he could hear it. Like, it was probably, but I could see I put a half inch wide piece of metal in there. I'm like, oh shit. Yep. There's something in there. Mm-hmm. So I just, I changed it. I had to learn to find, well, I knew where the, the jack and everything was in the truck, but I hadn't found this. I never lowered the spare tire yet. So I had to find that hole. Where is it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a lock hole. It's actually a lock and key to open up the hole and oh, uh. go, go and lower the tire. So I got everything done, changed it. All was good. Hung out with Tracy for a while. But the next day I was like, well, I'm kind of curious as to what that is in there. Mm-hmm. So I go outside and I grab a pair of pliers and I pull it out and I'm, I'm just barely getting it. I'm like, that's looking like a knife. And I start to keep pulling and I'm like, yep, that's about a four inch knife blade in my tire. <laughs> just embedded in your tire up to yes. where the blade broke out of its hilt or whatever. Either the, it was already a broken one because it wasn't like bent or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm wondering if my front tire kicked it up and the back car hit it just perfect and just drove it right between the tread. Yeah, that was nuts, man. I don't think I've never yeah. seen somebody pull a knife blade <laughs> out of out I of the have, tread of their tire. I've had a tire blow with a chunk of metal in it before, but not a knife blade. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. That was a first. <laughs> so yeah. That was fun. <laughs> that was exciting. What else you been Glad doing? Continuing making stuff. Yeah. Uh, I made a cool checkerboard cutting board this week. So this week I made that checkerboard. I made a couple. I made a. I hadn't turned anything in a lathe in a while, so I made a bowl and a lathe. Then I made what I'm going to be calling Satan's lamp. Satan's lamp. Yeah. 
Does it have so horns? I made a, a rectangular like box with no end caps on it. Oh God! Are you doing Ed Gein? Are you are you adorning it with like human flesh? No, no, no. <laughs> well, I'd seen a thing where the guy had made the box and then carved into the box like like waves and stuff. I'm like, oh, that looks really cool, and I got the tools to do that kind of thing. I want to play with carving into stuff too, so I just kind of made a block to carve, and I carved this neat little pattern in it. And I thought, well, let's burn it. So I'd seen some really cool burning and dyeing things, so I burned it sanded it and the only dye color i have right now is red then i dyed it red and it has this really cool black char and red dye going through the carved parts and i'm like what am i going to turn this into I'm like i'm gonna make it into a lamp <laughs> so i got a light fixture for it and i got a really cool like big ball that's got like the curly q thing in it so it's not like a really bright ball but it's got, it's got the curly q thing in it no lampshade it's just this carved red and black burnt obelisk with a light above it oh cool i'll take a picture of it later okay yeah i'm interested to see what it looks like well should we should we, should we talk about news and atheism stuff okay all right let's do that in a minute this is natalie newell of science moms and the parenthetical science podcast you are listening to the godless revolution you know, I've always been so suspicious of religion, but I must say, I think there's something rather chic about having a real priest at a wedding. <laughs> Are you a real priest? Yeah. Do you, do you see your brother? Oh, I don't really speak to my brother. Oh, God, how desperately sad. Why is that? Oh, um, well... Maybe you, you don't have No, to. no, it's okay. Does he not approve of what you do, of your choices? No, no, it's not that, it's not that. Is he, is he not in the church? No, he's not in the church. Oh, it must be so hard. Well, it's mainly hard. Is it because he's mummy's favourite? Because he's a paedophile. Oh. I'm aware of the irony of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Well, we haven't done a show for like three weeks. And true. In we just realized that. Yeah. Yeah. In our in the little interim there between segments, we realized, holy shit, it's been three weeks since we actually recorded anything. Yeah. And during those three weeks, shit's gone really fucking sideways and blown up with coronavirus across the nation. We've got hotspots breaking out all over the place. Florida's a fucking mess. Georgia's a fucking mess. Arizona's a mess. California's a mess. Utah's becoming more of a mess all the time. Yeah, like, it's it's. Oh, we have a we have a, a map posted at work on areas where we can't travel. Oh, really? Now Utah has become one of those areas we can't travel. <laughs> like at work, they tell you you can't go to various states or areas. Well, pretty much, we're not allowed to travel. Period. Yeah. But if you do go to a state where COVID is having uh, more of an effect right now, a resurgence, saying, we can't tell you you can't go on vacation. Mm -hmm. Just that if you do and you go to any of these places, you're not allowed back at work for two weeks. So you have to take that leave. Oh, wow. So you've got they're basically telling you that they will quarantine you for from coming to work for two weeks if you travel to any yep. of those locations. On your dime. Is it, do they update that like weekly, daily, monthly? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably weekly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've got one, one of the guys I work with, his wife, uh, 
has COVID. She's asymptomatic, though, which is good, I guess. Yeah. But it also means he is now quarantined. Well, and it also means, you know, that she could have been spreading that around to other people without knowing it for however long before realizing that. Well, how did she even know that she was positive then? How, like, how did she go? I don't know if she just went and got tested. Um, I haven't asked him the specifics. I'm like, hey, how'd your, like, what brought on going to get tested? Did she, you know, just feel a little sick and thought, well, I'll go get tested? Um, Because she's out of work right now because she does hair. Mm-hmm. the hairstylist and mm-hmm. they aren't working right now so, yeah I mean, just, they've been staying quarantined yeah well it just but, seems you know, weird that go shopping. yeah it seems weird that she would have it and be asymptomatic but then also know that she has it like i'm curious well, to know like why she would have been tested in the first place i'm not sure why she went to get tested in the first place i don't know if their kid was sick and they all went to get tested or if she just went to get tested. All I know is he said, yep, she tested positive and he's quarantined with her. Wow. At home. Wow. Their kid. That's not so, good. Nope. Yeah, but it's, and, oh, go ahead. I'll say he's been one of those guys that, that has been taking it more serious as mm. well. So he's not like an anti-masker. He's not a mask holder. But No, no. But at the same time, you still run into them at stores. I have been glad that I've been seeing a lot more people. Like I, the majority of the people I see when I go out to the grocery store now are wearing masks. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, I had to go to the store. Um, I needed some stuff for the stairs, you know, the little stair project. Yeah. So I just ran to Ace, and I also needed some heartburn medication, and. I walk into the grocery store and it, it's been, it's been so long since I've been in an actual grocery store. It took me a while or a minute to even kind of, you know, like, acquaint myself with, with the layout and, and the new rules. Like our grocery store has one way aisles. Yeah. And Nobody follows those though. I realized. Yeah. That I noticed that while I was there, but they're, they're clearly marked like, you know, a big yeah. three by three sign at the end of each aisle telling you which way to go. And, you know, a stop sign or an arrow, and I choose I choose the Mormon approach, and I just stare at them when they walk the wrong direction. <laughs> You're going look the wrong him. way. Just give them a dirty look. Yep. Just be really passive aggressive about it. But yeah, exactly. I, I noticed that a lot of people. You know, most people were wearing masks. There were a couple people that were just being stupid about it. One guy that I actually commented out loud as he walked by. You fucking idiot. And he turned, he, you know, I could, I could tell that he heard me because there was a little hitch in his giddy up for a second and his shoulders kind of hunched and he like made a little flinch toward my direction, but then just kept on walking. Like, like, but, like do I want to take this guy on? Well, it's because I was standing toward the end of an aisle and he's walking along, you know, like where the dairy section is at the back of the store always. And, and so he's walking perpendicular to where I am and I see him coming you know, like 10, 15 feet away and he's wearing a mask, but it's totally below his nose and his mouth. Oh yeah. Like he's one of those people who are like, what? I'm wearing a mask, bro. But he's wearing it on his fucking chin only, you know, like his mouth is exposed. His nose is exposed. I've seen a few of those where I'm like, you're just being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Be fucking around and making stupid, doing stupid shit like that. So I see him coming, and as he passes by, I'm like, "You fucking idiot!" 
and he just kept walking, but I could tell that he heard me. And like, I, I was just so fucking amped up and I'm, I'm there at the store and I send Tracy a text message and I'm like, Hey, I'm at the grocery store. Do you need anything? And she starts sending, you know, she starts texting me all of these different things, like one thing after another, like I got like three or four different text messages right in a row. And I was so amped up and I just replied to her, I replied to her real quick. And I'm like, I'm not doing a full fucking grocery shopping thing. I'm just here. What do you need? <laughs> and she was like, I'm about to get into a fight. So then, so then she responded back with just like one item. And, <laughs> and I went and looked for that item. And of course it's gone. Like it's just sold out. But so then I get home and I apologize to her and I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. You know, I know my initial response in text message to you was curt and short and kind of rude. And I apologize, but here's what happened. And I told her about that guy and the, and I was still just so amped up and I'm just like, I just wanted to fucking smash everything. And, and (laughs) you know, like tell that guy what a fucking idiot he is. And, and I was just hoping, hoping that he would say something back to me. And, you know, I got home and I was just like, I appreciate you so much. (laughs) You have no idea like that. You go out there and do that all the time. And, and I said, it's gotta be just mentally and even physically exhausting because you go out and you see all of these idiots running around doing stupid shit and you're tense the whole time out. You, you know, you're, you've got all these chemicals surging and flooding through your system because you're, you're angry and you're a little bit afraid and you're constant, you're on high constant alert while you're out. And I'm like, I just, I just want you to know, I appreciate you going out <laughs> and getting groceries <laughs> every couple of weeks. Cause I just, I don't think I could do it. Like I would, I would probably end up getting in a fight with somebody because I'm kind of a hothead sometimes. And a lot of the time I say something before I really think about it very much or overly much, (laughs) especially when it's somebody doing something stupid and dangerous. That's putting me or other people in danger. Then it's just like, just realize the grocery store is not the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, well, and that's just it too. Like, like on the internet, I can be snide and snarky and everything. And in real life, it's like, this is a whole other level, motherfucker. Like you've put me or somebody else in danger and now I must destroy you. <laughs> and I just got to ask. Yeah. Was this the apocalypse you expected? Was this the apocalypse I expected? No, <laughs> no, though I'm a little worried that. Trump will do something to kick off an apocalypse oh. before leaving office. Fuck. I hope not. Whether it's, you know, starting another war or his independent police. Yeah. Basically just sending federal troops to random locations in the U S to arrest you. If you're a registered Democrat. Uh huh. Yeah. Shit like that. I mean, you're lucky now. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm a little concerned about, but yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is not at all how I figured the world would end if it ends. <laughs> if it ends this way, this is not at all how I figured it would happen. Um, but what does Jason Rayford think about it? Well, that's that's very interesting that you would ask that question, Ryan, because he's also going to make an appearance in this segment of the show. Because 
we started talking we started out talking about coronavirus and there have been two notable deaths just today and two other notable infections this week uh the two notable infections were louis gomert who has like the perfect last name because he's a fucking gomer uh and jason rapert both of these guys a good last name yeah and both of them are just fucking idiots right idiots who have referred to the virus as a hoax who have been anti-mask who have been anti-social distancing who have been pushing to reopen the economy and they both got coronavirus and it's like hmm who fuck around play stupid games win stupid prizes idiots so that's then, been well, very interesting. Then I heard Gomert say he thinks that wearing a mask gave him the coronavirus because he was just rebreathing the infection back in the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he actually he said no that fucking shit. Sense. That somehow like, wearing the mask uh, is what may have gotten him sick. Be- like, and he movie. he said something about you know maybe I touched something and then I touched the mask and that's on my face and I just like I don't I don't I guess I kind of understand why they say dumb shit like that and it's because they're dumb but they and don't because they're trying to push a narrative and he's trying to keep that narrative alive even though it's fucking dead yeah trying to justify to himself how he could possibly be sick when he's been denying that this was ever going to be a problem for anybody, right? Well, of course, yeah. then the only way that I could have gotten sick is if, you know, the the very thing that would have protected me is what caused me to get sick in the first place. Because well, he's, I've denied he's not that even for so wearing long. a mask. Yeah. Yeah, well, and what's interesting, too, is that he met with Bill Barr after Bill Barr testified to Congress earlier this week while... He was infected, I'm sure, and he did so without wearing a mask while talking to Bill Barr and hanging out with a group of other Trump Trumpian acolyte dummies who are all about just protecting their new Lord and Savior versus the rest of the American public. So and he wonders why nobody will allow him to have his national convention. Well, that was interesting too, right? So that's that's another new development that has happened since we recorded is that originally it was slated for North Carolina, right? The yep. Republican convention and the governor of North Carolina was like, well, I don't, I don't see how we can do this safely. So maybe we should rethink which she, it. <laughs> which he rightfully thought because it's, with them, it's not going to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. That... You know, and the and apparently they had entered into negotiations with the Trump administration to try to figure out how they could still have the the RNC, the Republican National Convention, and try to maintain safety for everybody who was going there. But the Trump administration was not giving them any details at all. Like either they hadn't thought about a lot of these issues, or they just didn't give a shit about them. Like. You know, they were the the governor and the team working with the Trump administration to try to get that done there. We're asking questions like, you know, 
Is there going to be social distancing? How many people do you plan on having here? Are you going to require masks? Who, how many security people have you got coming in? What are you going to do about uh, people who are employees of the arena where you would like to hold this? Um, All of that kind of shit. And then they, so Trump was like, no, don't, don't worry. We're not going to do it. Then I'll just move it somewhere where people want, want me to go instead of having to argue with you. So then he tries to hold it in Florida. And of course, Ron DeSantis is a fucking moron. So Florida's Florida's numbers are having a huge problem. Yeah. Florida is the new epicenter. (coughs) Excuse me. Is the new epicenter of Dan having the COVID while recording the show. (laughs) That's why we're doing it remotely. And so, you know, the Trump administration finally just, they basically were doing the same thing that they were doing with North Carolina, where Florida people were like, okay, well, we've got questions specifically about these things. And the Trump administration wasn't answering them. And so then Trump just decided, okay, well, we're not going to, we're not going to hold a convention. They haven't really announced what they're going to do instead. Like he, he's just, he doesn't, he's so fucking inept and everybody in his administration is so fucking inept and corrupt that they just think they can bully and push their way and stumble into, into good fortune because that's what he's done his entire life. Right. Yeah. He's not intelligent. He hasn't created anything by himself. He was given a bunch of fucking money and has lived his life in the lap of luxury, was born with a silver spoon up his ass and has never had to work an honest day in his life. He just has stumbled his way into opportunity because he's rich and there are other sycophants who prop him up and support him because they're hoping that he will shower them with good fortune as well and gifts of money and, and appearances of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, and lawsuits. Yeah. And... Yeah, he's just, he's just bumbled and stumbled his way through life and figured that he could do the same thing as president. And it turns out that that's not working out for him. Finally, after almost four years. your way out of a problem here. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's just it. Like, he's always figured that he could just throw money at a problem and it would go away until he couldn't throw money at it anymore. And then he would file bankruptcy to protect his other assets. He's just, he's just a fucking awful, awful person. And there are a lot of people, thankfully who were Trump voters in 2016, who have now changed their tune and will not be voting for him. But yeah. Well, and in addition to the, the two people who we mentioned have recently contracted coronavirus, that being Jason Rapert and Louis Gohmert. There were two people announced today who have died from coronavirus, two right-wingers, one of them being Herman Cain, who announced nine days after attending Trump's rally that he had contracted coronavirus and was going into the hospital and died today. That was yeah. announced. <laughs> and then also uh, Bill Montgomery, who is one of the co-founders, along with Charlie Kirk, of Turning Point USA. And both Herman Cain and Bill Montgomery and Charlie Kirk have all, you know, floated conspiracy nonsense about coronavirus and COVID-19 and wearing masks and saying that they are not going to wear masks and that social distancing has all just been created and the lockdowns were created by 
Democrats and the deep state to try to make sure that Donald Trump didn't win re-election and all of that fucking nonsense. And now Herman Cain is fucking dead and Bill Montgomery is fucking dead. And yeah. Jason Rapert has coronavirus and Louis Gohmert has coronavirus. And none of those things are something that I will lose any sleep over or be concerned about or weep or mourn their passing or misfortune in contracting it because how many other lives have they put in danger through their actions or inaction? Yeah. So they can all just fuck right off. The good news is neither of them are specimens of health. Uh Uh-huh. So just going with who this usually takes, they're on the list. They should be very, very concerned. Hello, I'm Lloyd Evans. I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. I'm the author of The Reluctant Apostate and senior editor of JWSurvey.org. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. My friends, I confess to you now that I see it. I see the importance of faith. Faith in science. Amen. Science does not need faith. It just is. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So what bothered me about the Herman Cain stuff, too, is that whoever is running his social media stuff, like out on Twitter, (laughs) on July 5th, after he had checked himself into the hospital and everybody's wondering how he's doing. So on July 5th, they tweet out update Herman wants to thank everyone for praying for him. It's making a difference. He's still in the hospital, but he's making progress and we expect to hear more encouraging news as the week progresses. So thank you everyone and keep them coming. God is listening. No, that's followed up on July 10th with a tweet that says Herman wants to once again thank everyone for your prayers. He describes the current process as cruise control because the process is slow, but his breathing is getting stronger every day. Make no mistake, he is improving. Make no mistake, he's improving. Please keep praying and know he loves you all. And then just 20 days later, he's fucking dead. I, I don't feel bad about it. Like it's, it's sad for people who were close to him and cared about him, but yeah, I'm not one of those people and I will not mourn his passing because he just, I didn't know him. I think he was kind of a shit bag while he was here and ruined the lives of a lot of people. Uh, he's been accused. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. He's been credibly accused of sexual harassment. That's a big part of the reason why he dropped out of the 2016 race. That's a big yeah. part of the reason why after Donald Trump floated his name uh, as as joining the cabinet, that was shot down because all of these you only have so many rapists on that council. Yeah, all of these sexual allegate all of these sexual harassment allegations started resurfacing again, and now he's dead. And yeah. the fact that on July fifth they say God is listening and and he you know Herman Cain's health is improving and keep those prayers coming and then twenty days later he's dead after I'm sure there were thousands and thousands countless Prayer. numbers of prayers in hopes of saving Herman Cain God either heard them and didn't give a fuck heard them and thought fuck Herman Cain 
or doesn't exist. So I'm going with the doesn't exist side of this one. And why, why do people think simultaneously that their God has a plan? He has a plan. He's, he's all knowing and he has a plan. He knows exactly what's going to happen and exactly what you're going to do, but you still have the free will to do it or not. And he has this plan and it's not going to change because it's his plan, but you should still pray in hopes that he will change it for some reason. Yeah. Like you're that special that God, the creator of all things, creator of the universe would listen to little old you in hopes that you'll, you know, get better or, or that somebody, you know, that their health will improve. Does he, or that you won't be late for work. Yeah. Prayer has never, ever, ever made any sense to me at all. Even when I was a kid, it didn't make any fucking sense at all because people would tell me God knows everything. He knows what you're thinking. Okay. Well then why do I have to say it out loud? Why do I have to like make a special moment and set things aside for me to, to have a contemplative moment every night and every morning and every meal where I thank God when God would already know whether I'm thankful or not. And if I'm just performing this, then he would also know that. Yep. It has just, if you're having a hard time, he would know. Yeah. And so is it that he won't help me until I beg for him to help? And if I do beg, does it have to be out loud? And why do it? The other thing that has always bothered me about prayer is why everybody has uses old timey, stupid language in it. You know, thee and thine and thou, (laughs) all of of that stupid nonsense. Like, does, does God not understand modern English? Do we have to use old timey English? They they all want to be part of the drama club. (laughs) Ah, it's just, it's always been fucking weird and awkward and stupid to me. Like before, even when I was a nominal believer. It never made any sense to me. And as a non-believer now, it's just, it, it's fucking ridiculous to me when I hear people saying that they're offering thoughts and prayers, or I see people praying or on shows when they get together and they hold hands around the dinner table before they start eating. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's just not, you're casting a magic spell. (laughs) It's Harry Potter for fucking self. You're casting a magic spell, hoping that the demon you've chosen to worship is the right demon. It's fucking weird. Well, I do have a very short article here about oh, yeah? why the U.S. may be heading towards non-belief, if you want me to read that. E- uh, yes, I do. Okay. I thought this would be an interesting segue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one comes from Freedom from Religion Foundation, uh, written by James A. Hutt. James says, A. Hutt? Hutt? Yep. He's, uh, he's a quarterback. Oh. The secular <laughs> age is snowballing in America, as in other Western de- uh, democracies. Year after year, reports show church memberships and attendance are slipping and sliding away. Church leaders agonizing over this ominous erosion. Endlessly, they call for more prayers, more proselytizing, and other tactics to entice believers. They ask why the relentless lo- uh, why the relentless loss is happening. Uh, sociology 
to analyze the cultural shift and over and offers various explanations. Many con- concur that Western life is becoming more prosperous and secular, so people no longer feel an urge to pray for di- uh, pray for divine help, and that kind of makes sense. <laughs> uh huh. While experts search for answers, I want to uh, employ Occam's razor, the philosophical axiom that says the simplest, most straightforward ex- explanation is the best. Tens of millions of Americans have turned away from supernatural religion over an obvious reason. In my view, they see that it's untrue. Intelligent, educated, modern people perceive that magical dogmas are a bunch of hooey. Just fairy tales with no factual reality. Gods and devils, heavens and hell, angels and demons, miracles and messiahs, prophecies and divine visitations. Visions and other such stuff are fiction. Researchers generally accept the Flynn effect, which says average IQs have been continuously rising over the past many decades. Better educated Americans are smarter than they were in the 1960s. They can detect nonsense more easily. Further, researchers find that uh, doubters have higher IQs than believers do. As the West grows more intelligent, the brightest reject supernatural claim. Ever since ancient Greece, brave thinkers have doubted Holy Huckam. Among the, wi- uh, the wildest was the late comedian George Carlin, who proclaimed, when it comes to bullshit, big-time Major League bullshit, you have to stand in awe of the all-time champion of false promises, exaggerations, and claims. Religion. Mm-hmm. No contest. Yep. Religion has the greatest bullshit story ever told. Think about it. Religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do, every minute of every day. And the invisible man has a special list of ten things he has uh, that he does not want you to do. And if you do any of those ten things, he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn, and choke, and scream, and cry forever, and ever, till, till, uh, till the end of time. But he loves you. <laughs> he loves you. And he needs money. Always, needs, always money. needs money. <laughs> He's all-powerful, all-perfect, all-knowing, all-wise, somehow just can't handle money. Religious, <laughs> religions take billions of dollars. They pray on tax. They, they pay no taxes. And they always need a little more. Now, you talk about good bullshit story. Holy shit. There is no God. Nope. Not one. No God. Never was. Mm-hmm. I miss George Carlin. Yeah, he was a good one. He's been gone for... It's been Gosh, almost... It's, I want to say like 10 years, right? Yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking 10 years in my head. It's been quite a while. I could, Let's see. If I type in George Carlin... But I, I like his uh, his theory. Twelve years ago, he died in he died oh, June of oh, wow. two thousand eight. Yeah. But I hope his his theory is is panning out that we are becoming smarter and with more intelligence we can leave behind stupid practices. Yeah, I think we are getting smarter. It it reminds me of something that I thought about last night that 
actually, as I think about it now, I'm going to save that for the Patreon portion of the show. Basically, Ooh, were you thinking about how it's okay to eat raw cookie dough? Cause I was, <laughs> no, I was uh, thinking about how, if, if you're an intelligent person and you just apply some rational thought to it, that it, it all evaporates, right? Like your belief in the supernatural and a God just goes away. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't square and you can't logically believe a lot of the things that religion promotes. I think that's why a lot of uh, computer programmers end up as atheists. You know, me, they see the code kind of, kind of, um, we'll talk about that more in the Patreon section because it, it, it kind of ties directly to the whole idea of, um, creating stuff, you know, creating stuff through code, making stuff yourself that can work by itself, but is imperfect. So we'll talk about that more in the, in the Patreon portion of the show and That'll pretty much wrap things up for us this evening. The last thing that I want to talk about real quick is, uh, this, this Trump supporter or this, this woman that Trump retweeted, um, it's this frontline doctor bullshit, right? This doctor, what is her name? Emmanuel or something like that. Yes. Um, so let me see here. I'm trying to find. Yeah, we can just do this story kind of quickly. Um, so this this woman is a doctor, apparently. She's she's got. I an, don't know how she is still a doctor. <laughs> it seems weird for sure, right? Um, but apparently, her practice is right next to her religious ministry as well. I think it's in like a strip mall, something or other. <laughs> but. So she and these other quote unquote doctors in white lab coats stood in front of the Supreme court building with no real media or press around and just had somebody record a video of them. You know, that they're the, they're the quote unquote doctors on the front line and they have a important message for all of us to let us know that we're being led astray by mainstream media and, and other political influences uh, and it's all part of this grand conspiracy, right? That they believe that hydroxychloroquine works, that there's an actual cure for COVID that you don't need to wear masks. Like all of the bullshit conspiracy nonsense that we've heard the whole time. Right. In addition to all of that. So Trump tweets out, retweets that video with all of this disproven bullshit conspiracy nonsense either because he believes it and so do his followers or because he doesn't really believe it, but knows that most of his followers will followers will. And you know, they'll, they'll provide backup for him when he says really stupid bullshit. So there was a meme that floated around that I posted out that lists 12, uh, facts about this Dr. Emmanuel. Number one is that, uh, gynecological problems are caused by people having sex in their dreams with demons and witches. What the fuck? Yeah. So apparently your dreams can affect your real life physical state yeah. and you can get sick from doing something. Well, I, thought, in your dream. I thought she said that's how women were getting, uh, endometriosis. <laughs> I think that's, that's part of it. Yeah. That, uh, 
part of women's, a lot of the issues that women have gynecologically are because they're having sex with demons in their dreams. Uh, Number two, alien DNA is currently being used in medical treatments. Which I don't. That that takes on like two big conspiracies that (laughs) aliens are real. Well, Not only are they real, but we're harvesting their fucking DNA. Well, and what's interesting is that, like, you could technically say that that, that is correct, right? That there are some medical uh, treatments for which alien DNA is being used, but then it's just a matter of how you're defining different words, right? So Alien. So by alien, you're not talking about, you know, in order for it to be factually correct, you wouldn't be talking about an extraterrestrial life form and us using some of their DNA in a therapy, but that we're using yeah, alien DNA meaning from another human perhaps, or from another, I don't think that's the way she was going or from another species that their DNA is used in medical treatments. And so she could be technically correct depending on how you define alien. Yeah. Yeah, alien to you. I think you're trying to help her out too much here, Dan. (laughs) I'm trying to be charitable to this dummy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we need to be charitable. She's Uh, doing enough on her own. Number three, scientists have plans to install microchips in people and are developing a vaccine to prevent people from being religious. Which is how? I mean, unless we do a fucking, uh, what's where they put the needle into your brain? We don't uh, do anymore. Trepanation? A lobotomy. Oh, a lobotomy. lobotomy. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. just drilling heard, holes in your head. Well, I've heard actually part of people who've been lobotomized turn out to be non-religious afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Well, that's uh, interesting. I've not heard that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Number four, government is run in part by reptilians and other aliens. Yep. Yep. She's a nut. <laughs> number Number five. The magic eight ball toy is psychic and part of a scheme to get children used to witchcraft. A fucking Illuminati right there in the fucking magic eight ball. Well, and apparently that belief is fairly pervasive. A lot of the beliefs on here are fairly pervasive. When I posted this, uh, one of my Facebook friends said that, you know, the number five, the magic eight ball thing was something that was believed by people they knew. Oh, wow. I that. I mean, through her was the first time I ever heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's that it's all of the, you know, supernatural shit. Like you can't, you can't play with, uh, you can't do dungeons and dragons or Ouija boards or magic eight balls or read Harry Potter. Yeah. All of that stuff is just to get you acclimated and accustomed to dealing with witchcraft and demons and sorcery and satanic ritual, all that bullshit. (laughs) Uh, number six, hydroxychloroquine cures COVID-19 and protective face masks aren't necessary. We've already talked about that one. Number seven, the Illuminati has a plan uh, hatched by a witch to destroy the world using abortion, gay marriage, and children's toys. It's a thing. If I only would have paid that $10,000, I could have been a part of the Illuminati and known if that was true or not. <laughs> I knew you'd like this one because you did that whole... Deal with the guy contacting you on Facebook about the Illuminati. Yeah, I fucked with him for 24 hours. <laughs> Number eight, Harry Potter and Wizards of Waverly Place are part of a scheme to introduce children to spirits and witches. There's a theme throughout uh, all of these, right? 
It's following the kooky religion side of it. Yeah. Number nine, schools teach children to meditate so they can meet with demons. (laughs) (laughs) First time I've heard that one. Yeah, that's a new one by me. Uh, Number 10, Uh, gay marriage will lead adults or will lead to adults marrying children and gay Americans are practicing homosexual terrorism. Yeah, that one's just fucking stupid. Yeah, that's that's I've I've heard that before. Like that's that's bigoted on all different kinds of levels. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Number 11. Children need to be whipped. Well, that's not nice. No, no, that's very, but that's very bad. Okay. Uh, What is it? Uh, What's the rod and the child spoiling? Spare the rod, spoil the child. Spoil the child. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I think that's where she's got that from yeah. yeah yeah these are you know most of these beliefs stem from her being a religious fanatic yeah and lastly number 12 jesus christ will destroy facebook's servers <laughs> if her videos are not restored to the platform that's that's the most glorious one <laughs> i want her to put a, an expiration like tell us when this is going to happen like if it doesn't happen by what date should we know that you're full of shit lady? Right. Because um, she can say the Facebook servers will be destroyed if her video isn't restored, but then you need to give us a time frame. You need to give us more specifics here because there could be something that damages a server and should go, Oh, yep. See, that was Jesus. Jesus is standing up for me. Jesus is well, destroying well, Facebook servers. Let's see here. Facebook. Oh, not destroyed. Oh, still operating. <laughs> Well, maybe it's maybe it's a week from now, Ryan, or a, a year from now, or oh, okay. a decade from now, maybe. I'll check. I'll check next week to see if God came through. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's nonsense, and I can't like the fact that the president of the United States of America, the once the once revered country, you know, across the world, across the globe, people used to look at the United States as this shining city on a hill, right? We were the example. We were, we were the good ones. We're the smart ones. We're leading the way in technology and innovation in, in human rights and celebration of diversity and Republicans just keep clawing and dragging us back as far as we can possibly go into the stone age. They'd like to have us all living in caves and clubbing women and dragging them by the hair back to our lair to, to, just love to the claim them agents. as property. Yeah. It's just, they, they are not at all interested in improving things for everybody. It's, I want to get what I can for myself and that's it. Yeah. It's aggravating and frustrating. Well, that'll do it for us tonight or today. It's not nighttime yet. Or morning. I don't know when you're listening. <laughs> Whenever you're going to be listening to the show for sure. <laughs> And we will be doing these more regularly, hopefully going forward. I just, I was so busy with everything that I just, I didn't have time to, you know, spend time prepping for a show and then recording a show and then editing a show and then posting a show, just doing all of that. Like I, you know, people listen to the show and it's like, oh, yeah, listen to the show for an hour and that's it. But there's a lot of work that goes into every episode. The, the, the eight hours? 
Oh, uh, fair. Yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it, it takes quite a bit of time for a lot of stuff. Like even on the shows where we're just kind of rambling and shit, there's still a fair amount of prep work and then the recording and then the editing and then the posting and all of that. Yeah. So every episode has, has a time cost for sure that I've been trying to knit slowly cut down and reduce over time, but. And COVID isn't helping that. No, it's not. And yeah, you know, differing mental states going through all of this, you know, I seem to have these, swings where I feel a bit down some days and then other days I feel I've been feeling a little manic almost like days where I'm like, like you Hey, need to get out and hit a golf ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a little down or I'm super happy for no apparent reason, or I'm just anxious and nervous and worried about the world and everybody else in it. And well, other days where I I'm just, you, I tell you what, Dan, yeah. Woodworking will be your savior. I, that's what I'm hoping, man. Just get my mind off of all of it. You know, the, the time that I spent out in the yard, even in, you know, 90 plus degree weather for between 10 and 14 hours a day <laughs> for yeah. over a week and destroying my body. Dude, I can't straighten my right arm. I have both golfer's <laughs> elbow and tennis elbow in my right arm. Like it hurts so bad. I can barely grip anything. I can't lift anything. My back hurts. My legs hurt. Like every joint, my hands have been swollen. I'm, I'm you're, sure that I have arthritis. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> but I was just, I was working my ass off like every day. Dude. Yeah. But I'm getting, getting old really does fucking suck. I can verify that. Like there are things that my body just won't allow me to do anymore because uh, it's getting old and shit's starting to break. I know. I, I, I still pretend I'm 18, but my hairline says different. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Like I feel, I feel like I'm a teenager trapped in an old guy's body for some reason. And I wonder how many other people feel that way. Yeah. I don't feel like I've matured. No. Yeah, definitely. I definitely haven't matured a, a very much from when I was, you know, in my twenties, <laughs> but I've aged <laughs> a lot since I was yeah. in my twenties. I just haven't matured just much. Me- just makes you realize that when I was a kid and I look at adults and I thought I'll be there someday. Now I'm there and I realize those adults didn't know shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're all just floating through this fucking cosmic universe and none of us know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, but uh, let's wrap up this regular portion of the show and then we'll move into the Patreon portion. Uh, before we go, I want to okay. make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. We'll be hearing the the separate Patreon segment in a moment. Uh, let's kick that off with two skeptical chaps. Uh, then we have an Alan Fur. Don't be a Richard. Gatheus. John McCullough. Christy Kalba. Let them eat Kofefi. Ollie Olson. Stephen Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Yay, a new supporter. Thanks, Tiffany. We know Tiffany. Appreciate you ever so much. Yeah, we know Tiffany. Have we had Tiffany on the show? I think we've had Tiffany on no, the we show. Go- I thought- Have we not? I can't remember for we're- sure. I know we had talked about it. I can't, can't remember. I don't remember. Fuck. I'll have to, I'll have to verify it either way. And if we haven't, then we should definitely get Tiffany on the show. Yeah. I, I think could- we were, we were I could- trying to do it, but we, it didn't go through at one point. Oh shit. That's right. We had tried to, yeah, there was a scheduling conflict. We had tried to get her on the show for a few weeks. 
And there was a scheduling conflict where she couldn't come in because she was working or when we were recording another. Yeah. Okay. Or dance. I think she we'll had make dancing stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. We need to get Tiffany on the show. Thank you for becoming yes. a patron, Tiffany. <laughs> uh, Vanessa. Andrew Butterpitch. Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Megan Mitchell. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Captain Sample. Corey Ebert. Freethinker215. Janet Uter. Nico Gonzalez. Purple Dragon. Sabita Kuna. Taylor Grin. Tim Jacobson. And Grandpa Abe Simpson supports the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. Thank you all so very much. We appreciate your patronage ever so much. If you would like to become a patron of the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can pledge as little as $1 per episode. And that helps us pay for all the things that we have to pay for, all of the hosting and equipment and stuff like that. So we would greatly appreciate that if you can do it. If you can't, if it's any burden to you at all, please don't. But please do rate the show, and please do tell other people about the show. Yeah. Hopefully they'll find some entertainment and value in the stupid shit that we say and do all the time. I hope I bring some comedy to it. You do for sure. Not want to just blow up at the people at at the grocery store. No, that's my job. (laughs) (laughs) You can be nice, and I'll scream obscenities. Okay. <laughs> but I like saying cunt. Yes. And <laughs> so until next week, crucify those magic eight balls that may be, you know, just prepping your children to start worshiping the devil. Don't forget to leave a review. Wear a mask and fucking vote. What's going on with this dumb thing? <laughs>